Being home at three in the afternoon, if, if you go to Urban One, the Cosby Show and A Different World are on back to back. I think starting at like two in the afternoon or three in the afternoon. And I hadn't seen a lot of these episodes in, in quite some time. One thing, Cosby Show, whether you like Bill Cosby, the person, I've always said that I separate Heathcliff Huxtable, the character, from Bill Cosby, the person. And I know that Bill Cosby was, I don't know if I'd say acquitted or exonerated. I mean, he did his time in jail, but it was discovered that the that the case was not managed properly. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I personally think that Bill Cosby's actions are not something that Lance Day can co-sign on and, and support. I, I don't take the excuse that, well, it was the 70s and everybody was rocking like that. I don't believe in that. But from a legal perspective, and this is just based on, on, on that particular case, he shouldn't have spent a day in jail if the case was tampered with, that he didn't get due process. Rather, rather I agree with his actions or not, whether I support him personally or not, which I don't necessarily or condone his behavior, but my opinions, I say all the time, your opinion doesn't matter when it comes to the legal system. Legal decisions are not made on opinions. And if somebody has a favorable Q rating, so you may like Bill Cosby, you may not like Bill Cosby, you may feel that he's an example of an um, African-American man who was an innovator that was set up Due to bucking the system, you may feel that he didn't pay his Illuminati dues. You may feel that there was backlash because he tried to buy NBC. Whatever whatever your thoughts on Bill Cosby. What jumped off the page kind of seeing these episodes as an adult with a lens as a grown man. Two things that 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 Bill Cosby did very well in the in the Bill Cosby slash a different world franchise. A, they really, really did a phenomenal job. If you look at the actors and actresses, they did a phenomenal job of paying respect and homage to the ancestors. I think that's something that's overlooked. 
if you look at the relationship that Heathcliff Huxtable had with his father, you know, when they had the, the Ray Charles song and the family came down and, and performed, baby, you know, that Rudy, Rudy sang the baby. That's beautiful. To sit the grandparents down and show them love on their anniversary. There was the episode where Claire bought the painting. And it was a painting that had been in her family before. And and the matriarch of her family had some medical bills and some issues and had to sell it. And she was retrieving that. But she didn't do that as, as as a flash of wealth and opulence. She was taking something that her family had to part with and bringing it back into the family. You looked at Elvin's parents, who are clearly of West Indian descent. They highlighted these different nuances that we all have within our families, and they did a really good job of that. They did a really good job of respecting their elders. Lena Horne was on the show. It took Bill Cosby to, to see Lena Horne, an icon in African-American culture. And a different world is set up the exact same way. The respect paid to elders, I think that that's so important in African-American communities. African-American producers of music, whether it's hip-hop or cinema, have been ripped at times for, for not always showing respect and community and paying homage to our elders while depicting life in, in downtrodden areas. You know, I think the, the 90s, in the early 2000s, you, you had you had hip-hop shift into more of a hardcore trap type of uh, product. Shifting from the, the Chuck D, Fight the Power, into more of the Biggie and Nas, you're, you're giving a, a depiction of what it's like growing up in the projects in Brooklyn or in Queens. And then in movies, you had Juice, and you had Minister Society, and you had Boys in the Hood, where people are banging and killing but it's very nice to to see that 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 respect paid to the elders. I, I just think that that's so important. I talk about the importance of of my grandfather in my life and how my grandfather sat me down as he was a CEO. It was very rare for an African American to to be at the status that he was. And my grandfather sat me down when I was seven, eight years old. When I would go visit, when I, when my mom, God rest her soul, would take me to visit my grandfather in his office in Silver Spring, Maryland. He would insist, he would get out of his chair and he'd say, Jay, come sit, come sit in my chair. Or come sit on my lap. And he would say, Jay, one day you're going to sit here. You're going to sit in a CEO chair one day. And that's, that's my grandfather instilled that, that, that Mamba mentality in me. That didn't come from, from, from thin air. That was my grandfather telling me that you're going to be somebody. And so everything that I do, any success that I have, is attributed to, to my ancestors and what they poured into me. Other thing that jumped off the page with the Cosby Show and a Different World franchise is just it's the, the importance of education. In the Cosby Show, Theo has issues with school. He's not a good student. There was an episode where he used the cliff, cliff notes, him and Cockroach. They used cliff notes 
I think it was Macbeth or, or one of the major literary plays that we used to all read in high school. And he did okay on the test. But Clara said, well, I don't care. Use Cliff Notes. You got to pass my test. You're going to read the entire play. They weren't going to let their children not put a premium on education. Rather, they're getting good grades, rather they're getting bad grades, whatever whatever they were dealing with in life, education was important. You saw Bill Cosby would wear Wilberforce sweatshirts and Temple sweatshirts. And Theo would wear his NYU gear. And Elvin and Sandra went to Princeton. And I thought that that was important, too, because it, it shows it's not about it's not that African-Americans can only go to Hillman, can only go to Hampton, can only go to Howard. Not only HBCUs, they were represented. But if you go to Columbia, go to Columbia. If you could go to NYU, go to NYU. If you can go to Princeton or Harvard or Temple, go to those schools as well. And it's important to put those subliminal messages to people that are that are watching and say that you can go to college, especially during that time when the when the UNCF was proliferating and growing. And then a different world, the whole concept of the depiction of Hillman College, which I think is like any HBCU in the USA. You have students from all walks of life. You have some people that come from affluent backgrounds. You have people that come from the gutter but score perfect on their SATs. And then you have people like Mr. Gaines that are old, but there to help you along the way with a job, with a loan. You got you got Dr. War, the military man that taught math. We all we all had a teacher that that wore our arses out. If you went to an HBCU like me, but they were preparing you for the battleground, which is corporate America. And I just, I just love those two things about, about the franchise. People don't talk about the Cosby show in a different world enough, in my opinion. That stuff was way ahead of its time. It was entertaining, but, but it had messages that, that were really important and really pivotal to the upliftment of African-American culture. And, and really, sometimes you got to go back and look into that type of stuff when we see some of the things that we're up against today. Lance J. Show. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network. James Lewis. Yo, it's amazing. Hell is blazing. Always been. Before I put the braids in, I used to let the waves spin. What you be saying don't impress me at all. And them chicks you be jaying don't be sexy at all. We're like everything that I recite stand out. Go ahead in front so I can try this right hand out across your jaw. L never lost the wall. I'm not going to spit that bar about enforcing the law. You got something to say to cough it out. Cows be wanting beef. When you pull out the heat, they're ready to talk it out. What is there to talk about? You was just fronting, now it ain't nothing. Ain't that something? Bars! You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
Paragon 7 Studios. Mr. McDowell! What is it? Sir, I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? No, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. And in the end, the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H. It was a most ripping victory. Son, I'm just going to tell you this one time. Yes, sir. You want to keep working here. Stay off the drugs. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with a team of risk adjustment experts who deeply understand the complexities of every facet of healthcare. We partner with our health plan and healthcare clients to emphasize transparency and trust to truly become a valuable extension of their team at every step of the way from outreach, medical record retrieval, coding, to final delivery. With the most significant health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, we aim to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For more information, go to www.episource.com and schedule a demonstration.